Jordan Love played well enough to win. So did the rookie pass catchers, Luke Musgrave, Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks. They are the core of this team right now. The defense didn't. Aaron Jones didn't. And the special teams, what does Rich Bisaccia do here exactly? All of that in a Packers 23-19 loss in Pittsburgh that absolutely could have and maybe should have been a win. We are live on YouTube after the game. Let's go. You are locked on Packers. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Game Time. It is last minute tickets, the lowest price guaranteed. Use code locked on NFL in the Game Time app to get $20 off your first purchase. It was not game time for the Packers to start this one. The defense gets absolutely bulldozed on the first drive. But Jordan Love comes out. And leads them down the field. Now, you have five of six for 60 yards on that first touchdown drive. Hits Dontavian Wicks. I can't say it apparently because uh, Charles Davis couldn't say it either. The beautiful throw to Romeo Dobbs for the touchdown. An absolute dime. And he had a couple of them today. I understand what the stat sheet is going to say. Two interceptions on this one. The first one, Christian Watson, the guy you traded up in the second round for, the guy that I spent months propping up and not just even propping up, gassing on this podcast because I thought he was poised to have a huge season, put up rare, rare productivity in the second half of his rookie year. He was non-competitive on the PBU that turned into an interception. It's hard for me to fault Jordan Love for that kind of interception. And that ball could have bounced any different way. It happened to bounce right into the waiting arm of the Pittsburgh Steelers, which has happened seemingly 10 other times this year. They're the first team in NFL history to go six and three and be outgained in every game. The Packers outgained the Steelers by 75 yards in this football game. You did not get enough from Christian Watson. Drop on third down when you have a chance short of the sticks catch and he's thinking about getting upfield drop in that both of the interceptions at the end were thrown to Christian Watson five interceptions according to Rob Domofsky at ESPN that Jordan Love has thrown to Christian Watson so far this season they have not found an offense that works with him as the engine the offense that works is with Aaron Jones Jaden Reed Dontavian Wicks Luke Musgrave hitting a couple big plays. Like Luke Musgrave is producing in the way that we thought Christian Watson could and should. Seven targets today for Christian Watson. Two 
catches. But it's not just Christian Watson. Aaron Jones, a third down, drop in the flat. Another third and 11, a beautiful special to Dontavian Wicks. He makes a great throw back across the field, hits Aaron Jones in the breadbasket, drop. You just can't afford that. Your best players can't do that. The Packers had a third and six uh, wiped off that would have been a first down because there was a penalty on the Steelers because Zach Tom lines up in the backfield. Now, it's a soft call. There were a bunch of them in this game, and, and you lose in part because the refs botched a would-be fumble six. But even with all of that, with five minutes left, Jordan Love leads them down the field. You get a non-competitive play on the ball from Christian Watson. Late in the game, Jordan Love leads them down the field. Incredible throw to Luke Musgrave. Incredible play to Jaden Reed. I mean, he made he made four or five throws in this game that just make you go, oh my God. He looked poised in the pocket. I, I, I can't fault anyone for throwing an interception on the last play of the game. You have to throw it into the end zone. Now, it, you know, you can just loft one up. But it, it's the kind of thing where, yeah, someone mentioned in the chat, maybe, maybe the Christian Watson intro just has to go. I thought he was going to be a special player. He's not, but you're, you're not getting the best from Aaron Jones either. You come out in the second half and it half worked because they end up getting the field goal, but you have to work much harder to do it. You come out of halftime after you get a 50-yard Keyshawn Nixon return and go run, run, pass. For what? Why? Jordan Love had a really good first half. Why would you not come out doing the things that, that make it work? And then on fourth and six, you actually let Love throw the ball and you convert. Amazing. Amazing. So this is this is a, a continued trend here where the Packers' best player, it's not, it's not the rookies who are the problem in this game. They were the best players. Your first-time quarterback starter was one of your best offensive players. Jaden Reed, your rookie receiver. Luke Musgrave, Dontavian Wicks. Those were your best skill players. Now, Romeo Dobbs makes the really nice catch, but other than that, didn't really contribute in a meaningful way. There was a play where he just like, didn't, it didn't even look like he knew what the play was. That's supposed to be your anchor. Christian Watson is supposed to be a stud for you. Now, I understand there is going to be a reaction from some fans going, okay, too many times now, late in games, the Packers have had opportunities to win and haven't. That's, that's true to a point. But the Packers got the lead against the Raiders. Their defense blew it. Now, then they had a, a chance to go win it back, but you got the lead in the fourth quarter. You did what you were supposed to do, and the defense blew it for you. Pretty similar situation here, where all you have to do is stop the Steelers in the fourth quarter from getting an extra field goal, and you can kick a field goal one of the two times that they were in the red zone, and they don't. Love was not the problem today. 
it was a line of scrimmage that defensively you were getting blown off of. It was you get an extra point blocked and that changed everything about this game because if you're down three, if it's a tie game versus you're you're down, everything about how you call the game changes. Like you can't assume that everything else is going to play out exactly the way that it did. They have a chance to kick the game tying field goal or the game winning field goal. I understand it's it's tough to go, okay, well, the defense, you only scored 19 points, but the defense. Yeah, the defense was terrible. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. The defense was bad. The defense was bad. Certainly the run defense was an atrocity. And situationally, they were bad. This is a bad offense, guys. This is a really good defense. This is, a, this is the seventh defense by DVOA. And the Packers had 400 yards of offense against the seventh best defense by DVOA. The terrible Pittsburgh Steelers offense, you gave up 23 points, 200 on the ground, 200 yards. One of the reasons why this game was the way it was at halftime is because the Packers had four possessions in the first half because they're getting steamrolled by the defense. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I want to talk a little bit more about the defense. So let's get into that in just a second here on our Locked on Packers live show. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Buying tickets shouldn't be a hassle, but it often is not a Game Time. Buy tickets in seconds with just a couple taps. Plus, all-in prices show your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more up to an hour after the game starts. This is set up for people like me that don't want to plan. You just want to, hey, it'd be great to go to a game tonight. And you get to go. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Football season is here, and Locked on is kicking up our NFL coverage with Locked on NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, we'll go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked on NFL YouTube channel. Host Anitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Crabb will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchups, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts around the country. That's people like me who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. I just don't know what to say about this run defense anymore because you have Corey Ballantyne and Carrington Valentine starting. You lock down George Pickens and Deontay Johnson, except for one play. And that one play ends up costing you the game because it ends up being the field goal that makes it so the Packers have to try and score touchdowns instead of kick field goals at the end of this game. And defensively, you go, okay, well, at least we know that the Packers interior is there. Isaiah McDuffie has been playing really well. 
You've got a, a front that played really good football last week. I know like the the quarterback situation is one thing, but the Packers dominated the line of scrimmage against the Rams. That was not a quarterback specific thing. They dominated the line of scrimmage. They did not dominate the line of scrimmage in this game. Now they rushed the passer extremely well. They got after Kenny Pickett. They created opportunities. Kenny Pickett only a buck 26 in this game. So like, it's hard for me to understand losing a game where you hold an opposing offense to 126 yards passing. 205 yards on the ground. 5.7 yards per carry. And Jalen Warren and, and Najee Harris each, each walk into the end zone untouched on runs. I, I don't know what are you what are you supposed to do offensively? Like, come on. This is pathetic. It's embarrassing. And and look, you don't have Quay Walker, but I don't care. You don't have Jair Alexander. You traded Russell Douglas. I, like that didn't even matter in this game. This is your front. This is Kenny Clark. This is Devontae Wyatt. You traded a first round pick or you, you used a first round pick on. This is Lucas Van Ness. This is Kingsley and Igbari, who you're playing instead of Lucas Van Ness. This is Devondre Campbell, who you gave a big money free agent contract to. This is Joe Barry, who you kept this offseason when you didn't have to, when you know you're going in a different direction with this team. Now, the Packers believed erroneously that having continuity would help them defensively. While you have all of this turnover on offense, you get continuity defensively. And they have, they have, man. It's the same old nonsense. It's the same old defense that cannot stop the run. They do not create takeaways. They do not create big negative explosive plays. They just don't. They needed a turnover in the worst way in this game and they couldn't get it. Now, let me, let me, try and compose myself here. The lateral non-lateral was an absolute abomination. And in, in, at a time when they are finding guys, Jalen Warren got fined 20K last week for a football play, a normal, like non-malicious football play. 20 grand. Jo Josh Allen got fined over 10K for pointing at a player. This is what the NFL cares about. And you can't get a call that on the field was obvious, an obvious lateral. And then you get a replay and you even had the overhead view. I got it. Okay. You don't have the straight down the line. So you're just like, okay, the call's upheld. We're going to keep it that way. That's okay. They had the view, the overhead view. They even had the behind the line of scrimmage camera where you're actually right down the line of the throw and you can see. When Kenny Pickett, because you're behind the line of scrimmage, you can see Kenny Pickett throws the ball right at Jalen Warren behind the line of scrimmage. You are in line with the camera. You can see very clearly that ball's behind the line. At worst, that's a turnover. And at best, it's a touchdown. It was a scoop and score for Green Bay. It was a huge swing in this game, in a game that you lost by four. You could have used those seven points. 
So, yes, the offense was not clean. You expect that from a young offense. You don't expect that from this defense, or you shouldn't, from a veteran group coached by a guy that you wanted to catch or you wanted to keep. It's just not good enough. It's just not good enough. This is embarrassing. This team could not generate offense. Could not generate offense. On the season, Najee Harris is averaging less than four yards per carry. You made him look like he was Barry Sanders in this game. There were a couple times when like, I could have run through some of those holes. He's slow. And they made him look fast. Now, Jalen Warren is a really fun, exciting player. But he rips off multiple explosive chunk runs. 10 here, 12 there, 20 there. Plays where they have him dead to rights in the backfield. And they can't make a play. I just, I'm sick of it. Like, what do you, what do you expect? What do you expect? How is anything going to change unless you make changes? They consistently play a gap down. They consistently play in these small fronts against heavy personnel. Two true down linemen in the in the low red zone. Unbelievable. Third and short, two true defensive linemen on the field. What is going on? What is going on? And, and you continue to invest in that side of the ball and you're not getting the return on your investment. But look what happens when you invest in offense. Jaden Reed looks like a real guy. Jaden Reed was spectacular today. Five catches, 84 yards, the beautiful deep touchdown on a terrific throw from Jordan Love. He makes what could have been the 46-yarder that could have been the play that sets you up for the game winner. <sighs> Luke Musgrave, Dontavian Wicks, these guys look like real players. Zach Tom, even Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, really good players. A.J. Dillon was awesome in this game. When they've invested in offense, it has worked. Christian Watson, not, not, the, not the best. This defense has to be better, and it's just not. Like, I said it during the game. I don't even watch the full all 22 of the defense anymore. I'll pick up situations and plays I want to go back and watch and look at, but play to play, I, I don't even bother watching it because number one, I don't think Joe Barry is going to be a long-term part of this team. And number two, I just don't expect to see anything new. I don't expect to learn anything about what's happening. You, It's all there in real time. They're just, they're not a good defensive football team. It wouldn't matter if they're healthy. They do the same stupid stuff when they're healthy. And I just don't know what more Joe Barry needs to show Matt LaFleur, unless this is just fait accompli. And at the end of the year, LaFleur is going to fire him and it's going to be Dave Aranda or it's going to be Jim Leonard or it's going to be Dennis Allen if he gets fired in New Orleans, which I don't know, it's not looking great. They just lost to Josh Dobbs. So like, I, I don't think there's a lot of shame in losing to a Pittsburgh Steelers team on the, on the road that gets every call when you got jobbed by officiating. And, you know, they've just had this devil magic all season, winning these one-score games. But you can't get embarrassed at the line of scrimmage the way that the Green Bay Packers did. You just It just can't happen. And yet it does continuously, even with all the investment that they've made. This doesn't make sense. Other teams are doing more with less than the Green Bay Packers. That continues to be a theme of this defense. It has been a theme of this defense 
for years. And until they make a change, it's not going to change. Speaking of making a change, the Packers made one and I don't know how much has helped. What is Rich Bisaccia doing? We're going to talk about special teams in just a second here on Locked on Packers. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Steelers covered the three. Hurt me personally in my pocketbook. And I, I don't regret it. I feel like the Packers outplay the Steelers. And if you play this game 10 times, the Packers win at, you know, at least four of them, five of them. I don't think there's that much of a difference between these two teams. And I don't know who that's worse for, frankly. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. I did win a couple of my bets on Sunday. That's $150 if your team wins. It's not just money lines, spreads, player props, over-unders, parlays, teasers. So visit FanDuel.com. I, I crushed a teaser last week. That's, it was, it feels so good. It just feels so good when you're like, okay, I'm going to, a couple points here. Let me grab those points. And then, and you hit it. Oh, chef's kiss. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. I hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you every day or next week. We're back at it. Uh, it does not get any easier for the Green Bay Packers as they get set to take on the LA Chargers at home, a team that they can beat, but we'll see. We'll see. That's what, that's what it is. Both who, I, I can tell you this for sure. Whoever loses on Sunday against Packers and Chargers will be absolutely sure they should have won. That's for sure. Last thing here. Rich Bisaccio. Are we sure it has helped? Are we sure? Like, he doesn't get credit for Keyshawn Nixon. Keyshawn Nixon appears to be a unique talent that they stumbled into. Don't forget how Keyshawn Nixon came to get the return role in Green Bay. Amari Rodgers was so putridly, terribly awful. Rich Bisaccia had to multiple times defend him to the media and to reporters and say, look, I'm not just going to fire the guy until eventually they did just that because they had to. He was that bad. I'm not going to give him credit for sticking with Amari Rogers because he was so bad. And then it was so bad. They had to cut him and not allowed Keyshawn Nixon to play. Rich Passaccia gets no credit for that. The extra point block was hugely momentous, hugely momentous. And I, like, what do you suppose? What, what do you do? This is, this is multiple blocks this season. You have the return touchdown against the saints. That was a, an enormous play in that game as well. You've invested in the special teams and it just hasn't mattered. You've, you've given dedicated roster spots to special teams only players. It hasn't mattered. You drafted with an eye towards special teams. It hasn't mattered. So what are you supposed to do? Like as, as observers of this team, what are you supposed to do? 
This was the guy that was supposed to save the special teams. Matt LaFleur thinks he's the best special teams coach in the league. Where's the evidence for that? Where's the evidence for that? The punt team still has issues. Kick coverage. Kicked one out of bounds. Kicked one out of bounds today that looked exactly like the first kickoff of the day where Anders Carlson got lucky. It didn't go out of bounds. So was this the plan? And if it was the plan, why? And if it wasn't the plan, how do you not go, hey, don't do that again. And then he did it again. Like, what is happening? What is happening? What are they doing on the sidelines? What do they practice all week? Do they? Are we sure? I, I just don't understand it. I just don't understand it. And, and I liked the hire when it was made. The, Cassidy Hill came on, locked on Packers, and, and explained. She wrote a great piece for Packers News about the culture and institutionally what changed and all of the things that they were able to, you know, affect with this culture shift following 2021. And special teams costs you a chance at a Super Bowl. And that was a bad look on the organization that they needed that kind of overhaul in culture. And maybe the culture is now overhauled. They've changed their approach and they're not getting better results. They're not getting better results. This is right now by DVOA b before this week, the 28th special teams group adjusting for opponent in the league. Bad. They're a bad special teams again, again. And do you know what they were last year? They were 17th almost exclusively because of the return game, because Keyshawn Nixon was that good. That's it. Otherwise, this is, this is still a mess. This is still a mess special teams wise. And I just don't know that it's going to get fixed this year. I don't I don't know why we should have any confidence that Rich Bisaccia is the guy to fix it. And this does reflect Matt LaFleur. The coaching hires have just not been where they need to be. They've not been as effective as you needed them to be. That is a reflection of your head coach. Now, Rich Bisaccia was not some crony hire was not another Mo Drayton where you do the internal elevation thing. They shelled out. Rich Bisaccia is probably the highest paid special teams coordinator in the league, or at least was when he signed. So money was not the problem. This was not a Darren Rizzi problem. He just hasn't been as good as they needed him to be. And, and add him to the list, by the way. We talked about this off the top. You get enough from Jordan Love and the guys that you're expecting to be inconsistent this year, Jaden Reed and Wicks and, and Musgrave. It's Christian Watson who doesn't give you enough. It's Aaron Jones who doesn't give you enough. It's Matt LaFleur with some cowardly, cowardly sequences in this game. So conservative. It's Rich Bisaccia who you're paying to be the man and he is not producing like he is the man. You can't win games like that. Your best guys have to be your best guys week in and week out. They have to show up. Aaron Jones did it last week. Matt LaFleur did it last week. 
And it didn't really matter what Rich Passaccia did. It didn't really matter what Christian Watson did, although he had one big play in that game too, blocked his butt off. Credit him for that. They got their team playing like, with their best players playing like they are capable of playing. They didn't this week. And the rest of the team is just not good enough right now to make up for that. To me, this game is all about the progress that you're getting offensively. Jordan Love looks comfortable. These rookies, guys seem to be in the right places at the right time. If you had gotten a little bit more from your best players, they probably win this game. I don't think that's, I don't think that's too much to say because that third down throw to Christian Watson, if that just gets batted or he makes a play on it, just gets knocked down, they kick a field goal totally different. You, you march down the field, you kick a field goal, you win the game potentially at the end of this one, rather than having to score a touchdown and, and letting the Steelers play, you know, feet in the end zone. And, and really you, you have no shot in a situation like that. I would have loved to see, frankly, with all those guys over there, some sort of play where they didn't have any timeouts to call because they didn't line up all feet in the end zone the first time. They called timeout. The Steelers do. You, you would have liked to have another play there because it feels like underneath, if you could have given them an opportunity underneath at like the five-yard line with blockers or even like the eight-yard line with some blockers out in front coming downhill, you could have you know, cleared a guy out and given yourself a chance. But your best guys have to come through for you, and they didn't in this game. All right, back tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, for those of you listening, but but um, or those of you watching, I suppose. It's not tomorrow for those of you watching us live on YouTube, but we're going to do this again next week, Packers Chargers. Hopefully the Packers can get a dub. Progress in the offense. The defense still stinks. The special team still stinks. Marvin Harrison Jr., anybody? Can I interest you in Marvin Harrison Jr.? Or this is a loaded receiver class, guys. They're probably not going to take one at the top. Probably going to be an offensive tackle, especially if they keep going the way that they are. Although I thought Rasheed Walker played really well in this game against maybe the best passers duo in the league. This receiver group is so good in the draft. We're not we're not quite in draft talk yet, but it's so good. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live like we are right now with 500 of my closest friends, come do that. Come hang out on our Locked on Packers YouTube page so you can stay Locked on Packers.